enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you from our latest bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Cats. So you know how some people think that cats are aloof or just take care of themselves? Well, the stories in this book prove otherwise. They show how cats are our confidants, our true friends, our role models for how to live in the moment, and sometimes even our heroes, like when they intuitively know how to be the best healthcare providers ever. That's what happened for Carrie Cannon when she got a migraine for the first time. She says it started out like a normal headache with a barely noticeable pain across her forehead. The next morning, it was still lingering in the background, and it stayed that way for a week. And then it got worse, and Carrie went to the doctor. His office seemed too bright. The lights were humming and buzzing at her. He seemed to be talking too loudly. Pills didn't help. Rest didn't help. And soon Carrie was diagnosed with chronic migraine. She says, the world outside my home became a shouting, flashing nightmare of sound and light. When I walked, my head felt like a giant balloon floating up to the sky, tethered to my body by a thin string. With each step, my brain banged against my skull. Even sitting at a bench by the quiet lake made me nauseous as I watched the ripples on the water wave up and down, up and down. Carrie spent the days alone, hiding in her room with the blinds covering the windows. Her kids tiptoed by and whispered. She couldn't stand any sounds from her husband at night. So personally, I had never read such a deep and full description of what it's like to have a migraine, so I found this very interesting. Here's more from Carrie about how it felt. She says, When I had to go out, I hid behind sunglasses and noise-canceling headphones. The world continued around me, but I was trapped alone behind a glass wall of pain through which I could see only dimly. I felt removed, apart. I did not let the world touch me. The world hurt. Everyone and everything in it. I was alone. I spent my days in the dark solitude of my room. I missed my family. I longed for the sweet touch of my children, but even when they were careful, they bumped the bed or spoke too loud. Carrie spent a lot of time in solitude, and then by accident, her kids let one of their kittens into her room. They had adopted a litter of four abandoned kittens two months before Carrie's migraine began. They had tried to find a new home for one of them, a withdrawn little black female who refused to be held or petted. She just liked to climb things and was too energetic to be a house cat. Carrie thought she'd be happier as a barn cat, but she was the cat who slinked past Carrie's door and joined her in her quiet hiding place. The little kitten glided in, not causing any motion that would make Carrie's headache worse, and then she curled her little body around Carrie's head. That warm little body eased some of the pain. Carrie relaxed and the kitten began to purr. It didn't hurt at all, and in fact it relieved some of the pressure. Carrie fell into a peaceful sleep. In the days afterward, when the pain grew unbearable, Carrie would lie down and the kitten would come to her and wrap her small, warm body around Carrie's head, purring until she fell asleep. She was the only thing that stopped the pain for Carrie. And then it got even better. 
Carrie says, one day I experienced a sharp throbbing in a specific place on my head. My kitten, for she was mine now, placed her tiny paw directly on the spot. Like the trained hand of a massage therapist, she proceeded to knead as she purred. She pulled the pain out of me. I awoke refreshed, the pain gone. Carrie's migraines haven't returned for months now, but that little kitten is a permanent member of the family. Carrie says, whenever someone in the house is sick or injured, she is there. My daughter sprained her knee. Healing Kitty jumped gently onto the sofa and curled herself up softly on the injured joint. My two youngest had the flu and lay on the sofa head to toe. Healing Kitty settled herself between them while they slept. How my energetic kitten became a gentle nurse is a mystery. How she healed me with her loving touch is magic. Mary Alward tells the story of another cat that was a natural health care provider. Mary worked at a nursing home that had a mix of elderly residents and then some younger ones, too, who had chronic conditions that required caregiving. One of the younger ones, Diane, was only 56, but she had muscular dystrophy. Her mother had passed, and Diane needed the services the nursing home could provide her. Everyone loved her, nurses and residents alike. She was full of cheer and positivity, spending her days using her electric wheelchair to visit the patients in all four wings of the home. Diane asked if she could adopt a kitten and train it to visit the other residents. The answer was yes, and she adopted a beautiful white cat with blue eyes, just like the one on the cover of this book. Diane named her Blessing because she would be a definite blessing to all who lived and worked there. Blessing was a natural therapy cat. She would make her rounds to all the patients, and the ones who were sick were the ones she focused on. Mary says, After a few weeks on duty, Blessing did something unusual. She crawled onto the bed with Mr. Russo and refused to leave, putting up a fuss when the nurse grabbed her and put her out in the hall. She was back in Mr. Russo's room and on the bed in a flash. Finally, the nurse was able to get her out of the room, but Blessing would not leave the door. She meowed loudly, almost like a scream. The fuss was so loud that they decided to let Blessing stay with Mr. Russo. Blessing stayed very quiet and lay on Mr. Russo's bed right near his chest all that night. And you can guess what happened. Mr. Russo passed that night. After his passing, Blessing went back to her cat bed. Two weeks later, it happened again. Blessing refused to leave Mrs. Adams alone, staying with her until she passed that evening. Several weeks later, it happened again. By now, the nursing home staff knew that Blessing was always right. She always knew when the end was very near for a resident. It happened over and over again, until, unfortunately, it was Diane's turn. She came back from a hospitalization And a few weeks later, Blessing stayed with her for 18 hours on what proved to be her last day of life. When the staff saw the cat heading back to her own bed at four in the morning, they knew. And sure enough, Diane had passed. Blessing lived in that nursing home for 12 years until she too passed from cancer. Right before she died, the staff carried her around, making one final round of patience before it was her turn to go. I'm Amy Newmark, and you've been listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. 
Thanks for joining me today. If you want to learn more about our new books and everything else going on at Chicken Soup for the Soul, join the 2.3 million people who follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and go to chickensoup.com and click on the podcast button to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Cats. We're really proud of the way we handle our cat books. We make sure to feature lots of rescued cats, particularly black cats and senior cats, because those are the ones that are often left behind in the shelters. And we're donating royalties from the book to American Humane to support the wonderful humanitarian work they do on behalf of cats in shelters and also during natural disasters such as hurricanes and wildfires. Come back for our next episode to hear a couple of stories from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Dogs. And these stories are about dogs acting as natural therapists too. There's no end to the stories we get about our pets playing that incredibly important role in our lives. 